0: Thank you for supporting Daily Tech Headlines directly. Now begins your ad-free episode. I'm Rich Trafalino, and these are the Tech Headlines for the week that was. The Wall Street Journal reports that, according to sources, Simon Group, the largest mall owner in the U.S., is in talks with Amazon to turn empty department store locations into Amazon distribution hubs. Talks have focused on former locations of J.C. Penney and Sears department stores, both of which filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. It's unclear how many stores are under consideration, but Simon Group Malls had 74 locations from the two companies as of public filings in May. According to Huawei's consumer business president Richard Yu, the company will stop production of its ARM-based Kirin chips on September 15th as contractors that make the chips require U.S. manufacturing technology. Yu said Huawei lacks the ability to make its own chips and that the company's smartphone production has no chips and no supply. Last year, the U.S. Department of Commerce placed Huawei on its entity list, requiring a license to export to the company. In May, the Commerce Department amended its rules to extend this to include the sale of semiconductors made abroad with U.S. technology. Google is creating an Android-powered global opt-in earthquake alert system with some features rolling out today. The accelerometer in an Android phone will serve as a data point for an algorithm designed to detect earthquakes, which will build a system to automatically send warnings to people who could be impacted. Initially, Google is partnering with the U.S. Geological Survey and the California Department of Emergency Services to send earthquake alerts generated by the ShakeAlert system's seismometers to Android users in the state. In the second stage, Google will show localized earthquake search results based on the data it's detecting from Android phones. And then finally, Google plans to actively send earthquake warnings to people who live in areas where there are not seismometer-based warning systems. Uber and Lyft were ordered to convert their California drivers from independent contractors to employees with benefits. San Francisco Superior Court Judge Ethan Schulman agreed with California Attorney General Javier Becerra that Uber and Lyft are violating Assembly Bill 5, but paused the injunction for 10 days so the companies can appeal the preliminary injunction, which both companies said they'll do. Uber CEO Derek Rashahi and Lyft President John Zimmer both said the companies may have to suspend service in California if forced to reclassify drivers. The California 4th District Court of Appeals reversed a lower court decision ruling that Amazon can be held liable for defective products sold on its marketplace in California. The court found that Amazon was pivotal in bringing the product here to the consumer. Amazon had previously argued it only serves as an intermediary. The ruling allows for a case to be reinstated involving a woman who is seeking damages for a third-party battery bought on Amazon that exploded and caused third-degree burns. Microsoft's dual-screen Android device, the Surface Duo, is available for pre-order for $1,399, arriving September 10th. The Surface Duo has two 5.6-inch OLED screens that connect to form an 8.1-inch workspace with a hinge in the middle. The displays are Gorilla Glass and work as side-by-side monitors rather than unfolding into a single screen. It uses a single 11-megapixel camera that can record 4K video at 60 frames per second. It runs on Snapdragon 855 processor with 6GB of RAM and up to 256GB of storage and LTE. All Android apps run on the Surface Duo, and specifically made apps can take advantage of the dual displays. Microsoft said in a blog post that it will launch the Xbox Series X in November. However, it won't be with Halo Infinite. The official Halo account tweeted that Halo Infinite's release date will be shifted to 2021 due to multiple factors, including lockdowns caused by COVID-19. Bloomberg's Mark Gurman reports that, according to sources, Apple plans to launch a set of subscription service bundles with the launch of the new iPhones in October. These will include different tiers, with Apple Music and Apple TV Plus included in the lowest price bundle, with Apple Arcade, Apple News Plus, and extra iCloud storage added in subsequent tiers. The higher-end bundles will also include a new fitness subscription service, which will offer virtual classes and workouts. Sources say Apple will not include hardware financing costs in these bundles at launch, but will offer a free year of service with the purchase of some hardware. The bundles will also reportedly work with Apple's family sharing system. Apple refers to these bundles as Apple One internally, but it's not clear if this is the name they'll launch under. TechCrunch reports that, according to sources, ByteDance and India's Reliance Industries Limited have been in talks since late July to secure a Reliance investment in TikTok and a move to help bring the app back to the country. India was TikTok's largest market outside of China, but had been banned in the country since June 29th. TikTok's business in India is reportedly valued at over $3 billion. Square announced its testing offering short-term loans through its Cash app. The test is limited to about a 1,000 users currently. Loans can be between $20 and $200, must be repaid within four weeks with a flat 5% fee. If the loan isn't repaid in that time, Users would not be able to take out additional loans, and Square would charge 1.25% interest non-compounding each week after a one-week grace period. Facebook launched a U.S. Voting Information Center on Facebook and Instagram apps. Users can use the center to check on their voter registration, register if they haven't already, and request mail-in ballots if available in the state, with voting alert notifications available for any approaching voting deadlines. Information provided will be sourced from state election officials and other nonpartisan civic organizations. And finally, this week, Epic Games rolled out a direct payment system for in-app purchases in Fortnite on iOS and Android. This still allowed for payments to be made through Apple and Google's default payment systems, but offered a significant discount on price using Epic's system. Following the move, Fortnite was dropped from both the App Store and Google Play Store for violating payment guidelines on both platforms. Google noted that Fortnite is still available on Android through either sideloading or third-party app stores. Epic Games subsequently filed a lawsuit against both Apple and Google, alleging that the payment restrictions constitute a monopoly. Remember, for more discussion of the tech news of the day, subscribe to Daily Tech News Show at DailyTechNewsShow.com. And remember to rate and review Daily Tech Headlines wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. And from all of us here at Daily Tech Headlines, remember, have a super sparkly day.